Are you looking to build your DIY workshop business? Welcome to the Workshop Podcast, a place to inspire, gather, and connect with other creatives. To help grow your impact and your creative business, I'm your host and business coach, Jacqueline Diaz. You're listening to episode seven with Katherine Thompson, owner of a wine bottling retail location in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And she's the founder of Creatively Owned, helping other creative small businesses with marketing strategies to start and grow their business. We're chatting about her transition from her corporate marketing position to entrepreneurship and how her marketing background has impacted the growth of her retail location. We'll be discussing how to differentiate yourself in the marketplace and establishing how customer service can impact your business growth. Catherine shares the four most important parts to create a good experience. Listen to this podcast to learn more about how customers can go through a journey with the products and services that you offer in your creative business. All of our listeners here, I want to introduce to you Catherine Thompson. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So um, my background is I spent 15 years working in corporate marketing and communications um, but like most entrepreneurs, I, uh, found myself kind of dreading my job and not really having a purpose and kind of striving for something more. So three years ago, I ditched my corporate career, gave that all up, um, to open a small brick and mortar wine making retail business here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So that's a huge difference. Massive. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so you went from corporate to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Jumped. What what was that transition like? It was crazy. Like, honestly, I mean, I've always wanted to own my own business or be an entrepreneur. When I graduated in 2003 from my undergraduate in marketing, um, it was something that I always wanted to do, but you get out in the working world, you start earning a paycheck for the first time, essentially in your life, like a good paycheck. Um, So it's hard to break that. Right. So I think for 15 years, I always wanted to go into entrepreneurship. I come from an entrepreneurial family. and so it just, yeah, eventually got, got tired of the corporate, corporate chase, the nine to five grind and uh, decided to, to make the transition, but it definitely was a, a, a change. <laughs> and so tell me, tell me a little bit about your wine business then. So how did, how did that all start? For sure. Yeah. So um, it, it actually started for my brother and sister-in-law. So we're, I, we're in a partnership. There's four of us, my spouse, myself, my brother and sister-in-law. And they actually pitched the idea to me right before Christmas um, over three years ago now. Um, and it wasn't something that so, uh, spoke to me right away. I love wine. I love food. I love to travel. Um, but I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, and they pitched it. They saw a market or a need in Saskatoon because they had been making wine here and saw a demand for it. Um, and once I researched the company, researched the products they were supplying, they were quite a bit different than what is being offered here. Um, I decided to help them get the store kind of up and running, knowing that I would likely pursue some other form of entrepreneurship down the line, um, more geared to marketing communications, but that's kind of how I made the leap for sure. So, yeah. So I guess regardless of the business that you would have chosen to go into your marketing background is like, that is key to any business. 
Totally. And I think that's one um, thing that has really, really helped me in the wine business and get it up and off the ground because it is a very saturated market in Saskatoon. Um, there are, are a variety of other businesses doing the same thing. So the marketing element of things really, really did help us um, grow our business for sure. Oh my goodness. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, how do you set yourself apart from a marketing perspective from all of these other people that are doing the same thing? For sure. So before we even ever opened, we did a ton of research on the other businesses. So we went into the other businesses, we shopped at the other businesses just to see how they were running things, see how our experience was, see how the service was, see how the products were. Um, And so we knew right away before we ever opened, there was two really key things that differentiated ourselves or how we wanted to position ourselves in the market. One was our product. Um, That alone was setting us apart because we offer a 100% pure juice wine kits. So no other store in the city is offering that. Um, There's, it's not from concentrate. There's no water added. It's winery grade juices. So it's as close to commercial grade as you're going to get. And so that alone um, set us apart. But the other thing was, is what I call like the customer experience or the customer service element of things. Um, And that we we took our floor design and our layout um, and everything prior to ever building um, to create it in a way that was going to provide these exceptional experiences for our customers. So we, you know, have a very open layout. It's almost like a kitchen. So it's almost like people coming into their house and um, their own house and making their own wine in their kitchen. And it's very open. They can see the production area, that sort of thing. So the customer experience and the customer service was like another big piece that we wanted to set ourselves apart with. So, so did you feel like you, um, learn a lot, I guess, by doing that comparison with the others. And that was something that they were not doing. Absolutely. I think um, research at any point prior to ever opening a business, I think is imperative, right? So that you can actually see what you're entering um, and how you can differentiate yourself because you have to. Um, Otherwise, you're just going to end up being the same as everybody else or looking the same as everybody else. And so there there are key points that you definitely want to establish prior to opening um, and seeing if there's a need for it in the market and all that sort of stuff. But um, one of the things that we noticed was all the the space. So space is huge when you're talking about customer experience and creating sort of that um, feeling of belonging and welcoming. Um, All the other stores actually, their bottling area and their production area are all closed off. So when you walk in, it's just like a regular retail store with wine kits everywhere. Um, you actually don't see the production. You don't actually see where people bottle. Um, And so that we knew we wanted that open space because that was just inviting for people. It gave them the space and the room to move. And so that really, really helped us set our store up, layout and everything prior to construction and all that sort of stuff. So So our listeners um, may own retail locations or they may not. Yeah, Um, for sure. So when we're in the workshop setting, I mean, this is so resonating with me because my store is laid out very similar where everything is all in one room. So whether you're buying merchandise or you're in a workshop, like everyone is just all together. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. And so what are some key questions or things that we should be thinking about when it comes to customer experience now, specifically in a retail location? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this, I mean, this can 
apply to retail, um, but it also can apply to like online. But essentially some of the things you want to consider when you're looking at that customer experience is one, understanding that customers go through a journey with your business. So that's any point where they come in contact with you. So that can be your website. That can be them calling you for, um, you know, questions about your products. Um, that can be engaging with you on social media, that can be booking, like the way they book their workshops with you, the way they book their bottling sessions with you. Um, for us, it's wine, so they book bottling. Um, it's, and it's even post journey, right? So it's after they leave your store, what, wh how are, how are they um, experiencing the products that they bought from you? Um, how are you following up with them? Can you follow up with them? So these are all things to consider is that the journey is like from start to finish, but not even really finishing the journey, right? Like how to keep them coming back to your business. And I always look at it like, you know, turning that sort of one-time customer into that lifetime customer is kind of like the, the way that we try to operate. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things I think you can definitely think about is like every point along the way that they engage with your business. How can you make that experience exceptional for them? Right. And so, um, Yes. I mean, you're totally right. You don't even need a retail location for those things because everyone that has a business should have a website. That yep. is something that you should have to represent yeah. yourself. Um, especially now that we're, you know, going into 2020 that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so important. And then, yeah, it, wherever you are interacting with that customer, whether it, whether it is just online or if it is in person, um, you know, and picking up the phone, that voice that they're hearing and what is it the message that you're sharing with them about what you do? Totally. Totally. And I think um, we try to always put it in the perspective of the customer, right? So we always, we always, when we make decisions within our business of how to improve, we're always asking our customers what they want, right? So we're never really just going, I think they want this, or I'm assuming they might want this, or this is going to provide them with a better experience. We're actually going out and asking them and not necessarily through formal surveys. Um, that can just, I'm always asking my customers questions just to intentionally gather information from them. So at every point that they come into our business or come in contact with me, I'm asking them some type of question that will help give me the information to always improve that, that experience for them. When it comes to customer satisfaction, what questions should we be asking? Yeah. So I always recommend, um, you know, creating sort of like five benchmark, five to 10 benchmark questions that you want to ask actually on a yearly basis for sure. Um, and that allows you to compare from year to year how you're doing. So one of the questions could be like on a scale of one to 10, how satisfied are you with our business? Um, and then a subsequent question based on their rating, you know, why did you give us that rating with kind of an open-ended um, box that allows them to just kind of free flow, right? Um, another one is like, how can we improve what we're doing um, and giving them kind of a, uh, I always like to have a structured question with an open-ended question. And the reason I do that, because I think structured um, really helps people just kind of pick a number or pick a box and then allows them to answer that question. And sometimes with the free flow questions, you 
depending on the customer, depending on the person filling it out, might not want to take the time to do that. So you're at least getting an answer from them where you can actually kind of create some measurement from that. So how can you improve is another really big question. I think we could all improve as humans, as people, as businesses. So asking that improvement question allows you to kind of gather or garner information from people that you might not even think that you, in areas that you need to improve, right? So um, that's the other part of it is how we interpret the information. Totally, totally, right? So, um, so those I think are like two main big questions that you would ask. And then you could ask, if you were creating the benchmark questions, um, you know, you could fill in specific ones about your business. So if you're a winemaking business, right? So you could ask a product-based question like, um, what is it about the product that you like? Or what is it about the product that you don't like? Or um, for us, for instance, like some things that can go wrong in production is like secondary fermentation in the bottle or um, excess of sediment. These are all things that we hear from customers like the sediment in this wine was heavier than the last wine. So just depending on the product, get really specific about your product or your service um, and gather information around that of how you can improve basically. So, yeah. And so these businesses like yours and mine, where you're selling a product and a service, totally, uh, they kind of go hand in hand. um, But they're also, you need to look at them as separate um, entities as well. For sure. For sure. Um, And depending on the product, right? I mean, there's some like the service element of things we have a lot more control over than the products right right um, for me we're we, we get supplied same with you get supplied yes. from a, a vendor or whatnot yeah. so i mean there are some leeway we have there to maybe tweak the product but not a ton um, whereas the service element of things and that's kind of what we knew going in so we knew we really wanted to provide that service because that's the one thing that we could really control for sure so Right. Yeah. And um, so you've now taken your entrepreneurship journey onto the next level. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So um, we've, our wine business has been open just about three years now. Um, But really early on in the business, I saw a need Um, to help other small businesses with their marketing. It was one thing that I brought to my business. It's the experience that I have, but I saw a lot of local businesses struggling um, all around me with how to market, how to grow, how to build their businesses, um, even to a point of businesses closing around me. And so I thought, well, what better way could I use my marketing communications experience to help other small businesses or people pursue their passions. Um, And so I started a business about a year ago called Creatively Owned, which is a online business that helps, yeah, creative businesses, small businesses build and grow their, their businesses. So that's amazing. And that's actually along the, that's kind of when we met. Totally. Yeah. So we met um, connected through, yeah, that other, uh, another program um, we met online essentially <laughs> through another group. Yeah. We totally, actually, that's a good, this is an amazing story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because Catherine and I online book group, is anybody else in the group heading vacation from this airport and had no idea in the world where we were from. Yeah. And we <laughs> ended up both on the exact same flight from Vancouver to California. 
Yeah. It was crazy, actually. It was like, <laughs> I'm landing at 1215 in Anaheim. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm landing at 1215 in Anaheim. I'm guessing we're on the same flight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So funny. And so I, like, seriously, from that point on, I was like, I need to take my online relationship seriously because yeah. you connect with people for a certain reason. Totally. And from then, actually, so... Uh, Catherine and myself and two others that we met at um, that same weekend conference, we created a mastermind group together. And wow, I mean, it is so amazing to connect with you and the other two in the group, um, just to be able to bounce off ideas and with your expertise in marketing. And I mean, we all have expertise that we bring to the table to help each other out. For sure. And I think anytime that you can, one of the big things that I learned um, probably the hard way in entrepreneurship was that you can't do it alone. Um, Whether that be connecting in masterminds or connecting in um, smaller groups with like-minded entrepreneurs to help you through the journey or hiring people to help you in your business. So as entrepreneurs, we can be, well, I know I am a bit of a control freak. I like to have control of, of all of my stuff. So it was hard to let that go, but the mastermind is, is so amazing because it can, it is a bit of a roller coaster. Like it totally is a roller coaster. You're one day you're up and the next day you're like, what am I doing? (laughs) Oh, and just to know that, you know, you're there to support me and I'm there to support you. Cause sometimes we just need the listening ear, right? Totally. And especially when you, I mean, you have your friends and your family, but they just, they don't understand what you're necessarily going through. And, and the fact that you and I both own retail, um, again, it connects on that level for sure. Uh, just because we understand what we're, what we're, some of the struggles that we're going through and some of the ups and downs. So, yeah. And so yeah. I just want to kind of make that connection again between your yeah. retail wine store and creatively owned. Now yeah. your wine store, what you haven't shared yet is the, the success that you've had over the years and the growth. So totally your marketing is a reflection of the growth of your business. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we, um, like I said, our business, we entered us what we call a saturated market here in Saskatoon. Um, and we started out with two very differentiating pieces, um, because we knew we needed to make ourselves different to stand out within Saskatoon. Um, and we've experienced 25% in sales growth per month since we opened. Um, and just per this month. Per, per month, month. Per, per month, month. per month, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like not per year, per month, we are, we are on the up, um, it'll be three years in July, this March last month was our biggest month we've ever experienced since we've opened, which is amazing, um, we broke some pretty great records, and I, I'm, I'm gonna say this, um, I bring it all back to our, our service, our customer service, and how we engage with our customers, um, and the experiences that we're providing for them, because that everybody that's coming to our business is a word of mouth referral 90% of the time. They may find us on social media, but I am doing no paid advertising. (laughs) I'm doing, I I do street signs three times a year, which is $200. Other than that, I am doing no paid advertising. It's all word of mouth referral. That is awesome. And I'm guessing the reason why you know that is because you're asking, how did you hear about us? Totally. Um, 
people come in and they'll share like you're the business everybody tells I'm supposed to come to this store to make wine if I want to make wine this is where I'm supposed to come um, that opens up a conversation I'll ask well who said that or that's amazing you know who did who did you hear that from um, or I will ask if it's a new customer that comes in we we enter everybody's name into the system we collect email phone numbers at point of purchase um, and I always say if they're a new customer like how did you hear about us and they usually share like oh so and so a customer of ours told us to come here my mom makes wine here my mom's friend makes wine here so it is pretty much I would say 90% all referral word of mouth right now which is amazing and the totally. best part about all of that is that they keep coming back totally and that's the other um, big thing and the way we built our business was is we said if we could get 600 recurring customers um, our business would be sustainable. And so that's essentially what we strive to build. I think we reached about that um, about a year and a half in. And obviously people fall off whether like they move or they're an illness or a death or whatever. Um, but we're still seeing new customers monthly come through those doors. Yeah, it's, ama it's been amazing. Yeah, which speaks volumes about the customer experience that you're offering in your location. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of break, when I think of the customer experience thing, I break it down kind of into four main things. And one of them, the big one is the asking, right? So uh, you ask people what they want and you deliver on that. Um, <clears throat> the other one is that you, like we always say, listen to your customers, right? So you're not always going to get customers in that are like, that have had a great experience maybe off the bat. So one, one story I, um, I want to share because it's, it's funny. I had a customer come in probably four months after we opened and he, we bagged wine for him. So we bottle and bag wine, but I, did, I had never used the bags before. So I put the caps on wrong. So when he got home, his wine spilled everywhere because the caps just popped off. They weren't actually secured on. Oh. So I have this customer calling me um, frustrated, angry, rightfully so he spilt wine all over his house and he's yeah. lost his wine. Um, yeah. and so I, you know, I, I always say to my staff now, I say, just listen to their frustration, acknowledge their frustration, and then try to make it right in some way that usually diffuses any situation. And so this guy now he's making wine, like every four weeks he comes in and starts a batch, right? I actually thought I lost him as a customer at that point. I was like, Oh, I don't know if he'll ever come back, but I listened to him on the phone. I offered him a discount off his next purchase right away with no questions asked. For all I know, who's to say he spilt wine all over the place? Maybe it just slow, half popped off and spilled right. the dribble. I have no idea, but I just listen, acknowledge. Um, and then the other big one for me, I think, and I think it comes naturally, might not to everybody is like forming a connection with your customers on an emotional level. So not just thinking of them as a sale, right? So for forming that connection with them, like whether you learn their name or you know, ask them what if they've been on a trip lately or listening to them tell stories about their family. Like that's really um, a huge, huge piece. I think now people feel like family to us and they, we've created that loyal following because we've created that connection with them. Right. So now I think it would be hard for them to shift to another business because now they feel like friends to us or family to us. You know, we've carried people through divorces, through deaths and family like that's yeah, just, they can come into our store and feel like they can share um, their life experiences with us. 
So I kind of half joke that I'm the new hairdresser of, <laughs> of the world. <laughs> they literally come in and then oh they look at me and they're God. like, why am I sharing all this information with you? And I'm like, because I've just created a space where you're, you feel comfortable. Yeah, right? So good. Okay. So you talked about three things. You talked about yeah. the ask, you talked about um, listening skills, super, super important um, and acknowledging. And then you talked about forming connections. What's the fourth thing? Deliver. So don't over promise, always under promise and over deliver. So I think sometimes businesses come right out of the gate and they, they promise all of these things. Um, and then they fall short on those promises. And so I think the biggest thing is just deliver on what you've said you would deliver on, um, and over deliver if you can at any point. So love it. Yeah. Yeah. These are four super important things that any business, any any, it's relevant to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Those are great, great tips. Now when you over deliver, yeah. Like how, how are some ways that we can over deliver that don't cost us a lot? Yeah. So one of the things that we did in house was, um, if somebody makes five or more batches, we bring in uh, cheese and crackers for them as a thank you. So it doesn't cost a ton of money. It's not a huge investment. But now I have groups of women that make this every six weeks or eight weeks. They're in making wine as a group of women coming in as a social kind of fun. And the cheese and cracker thing, we also do it with our barrel club people, right? Which is kind of like a perk. So now our barrel club has like taken off twofold because not only do they get the cheese and crackers it's superior wine, but it's just, it's a little detail that we do. We also offer private um, bottling sessions for people. So for bachelorette parties or birthday parties or anniversaries, and that's something we offer at night when the doors are closed. So people have the space to themselves. So again, not a huge investment. I mean, it's your time, but it really is um, shows your customers that you care about them and care and want to provide them with an experience that, um, makes them happy. It makes them feel good. So those are that, those are probably a couple little things that we do in the store that go over and above what other businesses are And let's be real. We all need that little getaway. That's like outside of the everyday. So totally you can have wine with the girls and have that excuse that you have to be there by a specific time to do your wine bottling. Or for us, it's our, it's our workshops. Yeah. That's like, people love an experience, a great experience. And it's a personalized one in that they, that it makes them feel like they're closing their store. They're allowing me in here after hours. They're providing cheese and crackers. Like it's this really personalized experience for them. Even though we do it for other people, they're seeing it as sort of like this one-off for themselves. Like she's going to give us this private party. We also did um, early on, there was a young guy that came in and wanted to surprise his girlfriend um and she and he wanted this bottling session to happen on valentine's day but valentine's day was a sunday and so he came in six weeks before valentine's day started this wine and i actually went in on the sunday and did a private bottling session for them because he was he so much wanted this valentine's day special thing and so he was like no i can't even believe this like i've never you know experienced a business that would go over and above like this and to me it was i had to go into the store anyways for a few hours so i was like why wouldn't and bottling takes 30 minutes to 45 minutes so 
what does it matter? And it's made their day. And now they're recurring customers, right? Because I, I, they're talking about you. Totally. Yeah. This business opened on it. Well, had a private session for me on Valentine's day. So exactly. And the more they can talk about you in a positive way, the better it is for your business and it's free, <laughs> free advertising. So yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. so if we were to learn more about your creatively owned business, so tell us a bit more about that. Yeah. So essentially creatively owned was uh, created out of inspiration. Um, and so me wanting to support other small business owners or creative business owners really build and grow their businesses so they can pursue their passion. So I, right now I have an eight week, uh, group coaching program where I coach women, um, through the whole process of like setting up their businesses to growing their businesses with marketing, um, how to differentiate themselves in the market, how to write copy um, that'll help them sell what they're doing and also really teaching them how to create great customer experiences, whether they are an online business or, uh, you know, a brick and mortar doesn't matter. Uh, like you said, I think all of those things can apply to all businesses. And so right now I have that uh, eight week group coaching program. I'm in the first, uh, launch of that. So I'm in my beta with that. So I have these amazing women that are in there. They're showing up. It's, it's so phenomenal just to see how I'm helping them achieve their dreams essentially. So. And so how can we, where, where can we find you? Yes. So I have, I'm on Facebook at creatively owned. Um, I'm also on Instagram at creatively owned. And then I have a website creativelyowned.com. So there's lots of, I'm, there'll be a lot more goodies that are going to kind of roll out here, but one of the um, goodies or freebies that I have right now is, is my Kickstarter action plan, essentially. So it's, I, I have a bunch of questions in there that really help you start to brainstorm about your business, um, about your ideal customers, um, where they hang out, how you want to brand yourself, what your core values are, um, how you're going to market your business and all those sorts of things. So that's the um, Kickstarter action plan. I'll have a couple more freebies coming out here. I'm just working on those at the moment. So you'll see a lot of stuff come that way. Um, and I also have the group coaching program, which I will be relaunching again in May. So on the website, um, as well as the link in my bio in, on Instagram, I have a wait list. So if you are interested in turning your passions into profits, um, that's a program that I'll be relaunching again in May. Yay. So exciting. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> I, I've gone to your website. I follow you on Instagram. I love your posts and your Instagram stories really help us learn who you awesome. are. Awesome. Um, so if you too want to learn more about Catherine's creatively owned, uh, head to her website, grab her freebie. Cause it doesn't matter if you're just starting your business or if you've been in business for a long time, it's such a great recap of reconnecting with your customers and who they are totally. and, and, and about your business too, a little bit of a reflection time. So, totally. uh, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time. I can't wait to share this podcast with everyone. And uh, we will be following you on social media. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's been a pleasure. This is going to be so much fun. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I don't want you to miss an episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Jacqueline DIY. And for more free content, video, and solid advice to build your creative workshop business and be inspired, please visit JacquelineDIY.com. Thanks for listening until next time. And if you're in the business of DIY, feel free to subscribe, leave a review and tell a friend.